Hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition of are we calling this patched or we're calling this this is the first time we've done this so it's very special we're going to do a spoiler cast and joining me on this spoiler cast is uh player two editor and a legend Jess Samet. Hi hello big fan of <laughs> the game as you can big see. Big fan of the game as you see. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you've probably guessed the game by now. There's a whopping big Psychonauts at the bottom of your screen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also joined is part-time P2er, but he doesn't hang around much anymore, so we occasionally rope him in to do something. Chris Button, how are you, mate? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's it's nice to be let back into the uh, the player twofold. So, yeah. You, you never get out. Yeah, no yeah, escape. yeah. yeah. <laughs> once, once you're in, there is no exit. There's no exit. You're always here. That's that's life now. Sorry. <laughs> As you guess, we're going to talk about Psychonauts 2. And we all played it. Uh, Jess did our review on Player 2. But we've all played it through to the end and realised that this is a game that deserves to be talked about. Um, so this is a spoiler cast. We're going to go deep and dirty on this game because there's a lot in this game that really, really invites discussion. So just to kick things off, to keep it nice and simple... We're going to talk about our general feelings on the game in a broad sense. And we'll start with Jess because she mm. wrote the review for us. Uh, yeah. It was an A+, plus, uh, mm. one of the very few on the website. Um, yeah. Give us the, the, the elevator summary for your feelings towards Psychonauts 2. Um, I liked the first Psychonauts. I thought it had a lot of promise as something that was kind of trying to tackle mental health um, and mental illness, I guess, in some forms, in um, interesting and fun kind of ways. Um, but I, there were kind of a, a few parts where it sort of missed the mark for me, and I thought, you know, it's not quite reaching up to what I think it could be. Um, and so I went into the second one kind of with some trepidation, I guess. I was, I was hesitant, um, and it so quickly just blew all of that out of the water. Like it, it just it handles everything that the first thing did so much more maturely and just so much, so much better, I think, um, than the first one did. And, yeah, I mean, I have already talked so much about how much I love it. As you said, it was uh, one of the few A-plus um, scores that has been given on Player 2, and I will stand by that forever because I think, um, yeah, as a game that deals particularly with, um, with like, mental health, with the brain, with, with you know, psychological stuff, um, for me it was – yeah, just on this whole other level to anything else that has really kind of tried to go there before. Um, and I think it's so clear how much heart and love and care and thought went into every aspect of getting it right. Um, and, you know, the gameplay was good too. The gameplay was fun and particularly the elements that tied into the themes of it. But I think for something to, to tackle the themes that it does, which we'll you know talk about in more detail soon, um, for something to tackle that so well and still be so light and fun and humorous and, you know, bright and, you know, filled with hope and optimism. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. It's just there's nothing else quite like it that I've ever played and I'm not sure that there ever will be. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my general feeling. Chris, how did you feel when you got to those end credits? Yeah, well, I may as well sign off now because there's nothing I can add to what Jess uh, hasn't already said. But um, yeah, I I felt when those credits rolled, I, I felt I had played something incredibly special. Um, my my history with the Psycho Noughts series is 
quite young. Uh, my inspiration and sort of desire to uh, play Psychonauts 2, especially coming to Game Pass as well, um, made me go back to play the original Psychonauts, which I had never played before. Uh, so I, I missed that the first time around. And as someone who loves 3D platformers and grew up playing a lot of the ones on the Nintendo consoles, but never had the original Xbox, uh, going back to play the original Psychonauts was quite the experience. And I was really impressed with how well it held up uh, from, mm. a, from a gameplay perspective mm. and from a narrative perspective. And I, I do totally agree uh, with, with Jess's review that uh, it incorporated a lot of themes and discussions of mental health that I think were quite advanced for the time and things that other games weren't touching on in any way, shape or form. And, you know, there, there are a couple of things which I, I think, Jess, you, you may have mentioned in the review, there was some of like the, the asylum sort of aspects of it, yeah. which, you know, mm. some of the, you know, you know un, unfavourable depictions of, of mental health and mental illness. Yeah. But, yeah, Psychonauts 2 just just took everything that the first did and just just takes it to a, a whole new level. It's It's really an incredible game and certainly in a, a front-runner uh, position as one of my games of the year mm. and possibly one of my favourite games of all time. It's, oh, yeah, because not only did it, it, it cover off all the, the positive stuff that Jess just mentioned, mm. but it also really, um, uh, really it did a really great job of handling moments of, of poignancy as well. So there, there, was some, there was some truly sad uh, narrative developments and I didn't feel like any of them were were done you know purely as a as a tearjerker or to you know try and you know manipulate your emotions or any of that sort of stuff it, it was for a game that's very uh sort of based in this fan fantastical and surreal exploration of the human psyche it's very grounded in mm. in humanity which I think that's that's something it just does such a wonderful job of. And I, it's probably one game I'll revisit sooner rather than later, which is something I don't do for many games at all. I think for me, I'm a, a long-time Psychonauts fan. I played it when it first came out. Um, being a Tim Schafer guy, you know, I've always been a Tim Schafer guy. Grew up in the, the PC golden days of, of Tim Schafer adventures, you know. So it was always going to be a must-play for me. And I think what... The first game did was it it used the brain as a, a platform and to create crazy levels and that was kind of the premise you know it had it, they thought of these crazy levels based on something related to the psyche and then they built a game around that i think this time around what they've done is they've they've built it with the, the mental health and the mental well-being aspect as the primary concern instead of just as a, a canvas for some crazy levels and some really cool ideas like i still i still think maybe psychonauts 2 doesn't quite have a level that's as good as the milkman level in psychonauts 1 i really really like the milkman level it's just a really cool way i guess to show someone that's got a conspiracy theorist mind i guess um but it was just, it didn't really, like that conspiracy theory didn't tie in with the other minds that were going wrong. Whereas Psychonauts 2 has this very clear theme of healing. Like yeah. every level 
everything you're doing is healing from from the start of the game when you're getting in there and you realize you've made a mistake with your um teacher i forget her name and you you make the mental connection between mm. um uh, the the risk and reward aspect mm. uh and and that that's where the healing message starts um and from then on it just just follows that through wonderfully and when you realize that ford cruller broke his own psyche to protect himself you know and mm. and things like that and they follow that healing all the way through to the end and i think that's what makes this game so special it wasn't just a series of ideas where you put a platformer in which most platformers are and that's fine you know how can we have a cool level let's do it mm. whereas this this had a theme all the way through and then they built the levels around that theme and the characters around that theme and i think it just made it something else like a 3d platformer has no right to make you feel like this game did, you know. Mario never made me feel that way. <laughs> Donkey Kong never made me feel that way, you know. So it, it was it. That's almost as big a shock as like as anything else is that a game in this style can can be used in such a way, really. So let's let's start off. Let's let's start with that risk um, and the the new power of the mm. mental connection uh, mm. and how it how it's used in game. And a lot of the times it's just used in almost a slightly comedic way and you can make funny connections and things like that. But when it's used with purpose, like I said, when, when you change uh, the, the teacher's mind about her risk and her association of risk with trouble uh, mm. and, and danger, that, that it's just such a clever mm. use of like a common term, like a mental connection. You made a connection. Uh, and then and then using that in gameplay, like that's that's fantastic, right? Yeah, and like so, my my background for those who are unfamiliar with me going into this, so I have a background and a degree in psychology, and so that for me was really cool because that's you know legitimately a way that that you tackle um, kind of behavioral therapy and trying to change these associations that people have in their minds, um, and often you're trying to swap like change associations with things that people think are dangerous that are not dangerous. Um, so, you know, in trying to reduce anxiety, for example, you know, this, this thing is something that someone associates with a scary thing, but why and how can we change that connection? Um, and it's, it's just such a cool idea for a game mechanic. Yeah. Um, I, I wish they had used it more. I mean, it pops up quite a lot in the game, um, but I wish they had used it as effectively as they did in the, its level kind of thing mm. um but yeah it's it's a very good example of a mechanic that so neatly fits in with the theme of the, the game itself um i yeah i i love the mental connection power it's so kind of to use words that chris was using before like grounded in in reality in kind of the way we actually tackle mental health and mental health issues um that gamifying it so effectively was impressive to me i think to create the vi visual representation of yeah something that i guess we all do you know yeah what what about uh those early levels i guess we'll start we'll try and i guess keep this in some sort of linear fashion as we talk about things which we'll inevitably jump around in um but what about you chris those early levels the the casino 
um, the the kind of image that the casino was the ideal representation of, of risk reward sort of thing. Um, the the I guess the message that gambling was a very was very uh, easy easily coming forward about the problems of gambling at the same time as this connection. So, how did you feel they handled that? That could have been very sledgehammerish, I guess, as a, as a way to put it. But it wasn't at all. It it didn't get preachy. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Um, and to go on the slightest of tangents, I, I recently finished uh, watching Squid Game, and I won't spoil anything for those who haven't watched it. But I felt towards the end that started to beat you over the head with its message. Mm. Whereas <clears throat> going to Psychonauts two, although with with a lot of the the depictions of its sort of worlds and people's psyches and that sort of stuff. Although it was very surreal and sometimes took some concepts very, very literally yeah. uh, in in a sort of uh, a visual metaphor sense, I, I felt like it still did it in a way that was sensitive to all of the topics that were broached. Um, because and I think a, a, a large part of that is due to the 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 writing and dialogue, which is just written with such sensitivity and care for its mm. characters and the uh, the subject matters involved as well. Um, I I can't remember the exact line, but I, I did remember there was one exchange during the the casino level where where you're in sort of your teacher uh, teacher's mind. Mm. I think it was the one where there was this it was a big roulette sort of thing where people were trying for a baby or something like that. Yeah, and there was it was like was a some, pachinko machine or something. I, th I think so. Yeah. yeah, I I there was there was some dialogue there that had me in absolute stitches uh, because of the it was sort of the the, the Disney Pixar sort of thing, you know, it's it's family friendly, but they sneak in these little innuendos or lines mm. that very clearly are meant for a, a, an older audience. And um, yeah, the the humour as well that uh, it incorporates as as part of sort of the these messages as well is something that yeah, it's just and yet another layer that Double Fine did just such a, mm. a wonderful job with. Uh, Tim's Tim Schafer's listed as the primary writer in the credits, mm. um, but he has stated he he got a lot of help from uh, mental health experts and things like that when they were putting the get the game. Like and and it's got Tim's kind of trademarks all over it, like the 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 snappy writing. Like he he does games writing kind of like no one else in that I don't think there's anyone else that's as genuinely as funny as Tim Schafer is when writing for video games. But to do that and keep that humour while tackling mental health issues and stuff was I, I think it's his finest finest moment and that's saying something in a career like his um just keeping that that humor that's like genuinely laugh out loud funny uh without ever punching down without ever uh you know even unintentionally seeming like they're they're you know making fun of someone's mental health at all like even the main the whole idea by the main bad guy which is Maligula it's about healing her it's not about defeating her you know from the very start that uh, yeah it's 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 just amazing I, like I it, <laughs> it just makes you smile to think about it you know mm. one of those oh. um uh, so yeah one of those moments um that I, I really appreciated with the writing I think it's it was one of my favorite moments and one of the things that has stuck with me since uh, finishing Psychonauts 2 and it's not even that major a point I think it was the 
the first time that Raz uh, ventured into the uh, like the Psychonauts HQ's uh, psycho isolation chamber, yeah. and when when he was speaking with the receptionist there, and when they were saying um, something along the lines of, "Oh, we we don't you know we only check people in you know with with their consent or." Yeah. Um, only if they're at risk to themselves or others, um, as opposed to you know something that was perhaps uh, hinted at in the first Psychonauts and is certainly hinted mm. at in other video games with mm. asylum-like settings where people yeah. are you know quote unquote confined or that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it was it was just a, a moment of such yeah it, it was it was it was really subtle and it, yeah. it didn't feel like it was sort of you know a real wink wink nudge at the the camera saying oh look we're we're covering all of our mental health bases here yeah it yeah just felt, it just felt like a, a really genuine moment uh again as as uh, both of you have been saying this this is a, a game that cares so much for its its characters and and subject matter that to you know include such a, a small little little thing about you know, the, the, the consent of psychological treatment, I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think another one of the things that Psychonauts does really well that's kind of linked to that is, you know, it, it is about healing and when we talk a lot about, you know, mental illness and how it's, you know, got, got themes to do with mental illness, but it's also just kind of about how everybody's psyche is, is different um, and it's not necessarily all just about, you know, the bad stuff. It's also about, you know, how cool is this person's mind and this person's mm. mind. And we all think differently. And the way that people's um, minds kind of manifest that is is so different. And I think it does a really good job of seeing kind of the humor in not just in mental illness and not just seeing the light in that, but just in general thought patterns of people um, and kind of celebrating those those differences. And that's where some of the humor comes in as well. Um, is that, you know, it's it's interesting and cool. And obviously, like, I'm a kind of nerd for brains because um, my psychology background, but um, it's just so cool to see something that, that so clearly sees and to see a writer who so clearly sees how interesting the mind can be. Mm. And instead of taking the easy path that a lot of gamers have taken before and, like you said, sort of punching down or, you know, like, oh, how weird is it that everybody thinks differently? Like, this is different to me, so it must yeah. be okay. Um, there's just none of that in Psychonauts. It's so very like we want everybody to just be the best version of themselves mm. and that might not look like, you know, the best version of someone else, but as long as they can be happy and live they, the way that they want to live, um, that's kind of the goal, which is, you know, the goal of therapy and psychology. It's never to to change or, you know, fix as such someone. It's to help people live like happy, healthy, fulfilling mm. lives. Um, and it's just it's yeah, it's very cool to see a game see that because it's done so badly so often. Um, like you said, with you know the asylum settings and people being confined, and you know treatment is often portrayed as being like a bad thing that people are kind of forced to do and trying that, to escape that and whatever. almost horror yeah. image of an asylum has been yeah. like immortalized in in Hollywood well before like video games. Video games ran with it. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 very easy to uh, make that assumption or that that association because it's been I guess perpetrated in the media so much, yeah, uh, yeah. and for something to steer so clear of that and and show mm. that you know there's nothing wrong with getting help and there's you know and and your help's going to be different to 
their help and their help's going to be different to your help sort of thing and yeah it's 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 very 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 conscious of making the right image you know and presenting the mental health is important and it's not something that's taboo not something that's scary you know it's it's something to be approached with with care and thoughtfulness but it yeah. shouldn't be a scary experience I think it the kind best... of sets a new a new bar for how things can, you know, be portrayed. And it gives absolutely. me hope for how it will be portrayed kind of going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best in the game, I think the best example, there's there's a lot of really good examples of mm. uh, individual psyches in it. But I think the one that I really, really liked was the librarian mm. uh, level and how she had almost different, they weren't different personalities, but they were the, the type of person she needed to be at that point in her life. I thought yeah. that was such a fantastic way to represent it. And she couldn't move forward until like she kind of came to terms with her past and what she'd done in the past. And that's how she managed to move forward. And I thought that was such a cool idea and way to represent it as these four different people, even though they're the same person, just at that point in their life. I thought that was just a really, really cool way of showing that. And we've all done it, you know, I'm a different person to was at 18, you know, so mm. it's such a really cool way to represent that and, and how, you know, something went a little bit bad. And so she almost became a person to stop that yeah. bad from happening, even though that's probably not the healthiest way to be. So yeah, I, I thought that was just so clever and so very cool. Like even, not even necessarily just at different times in your life. Like people present differently in different situations. So you yeah. have like a work you and a friendship circle you and like different friendship circle versions of you and like a you you have to be in different situations. And yeah, there's a cool way to represent that too. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, okay, this is the real spoilery part. And I know Jess, uh, <laughs> in, in the embargo details, you were specifically told not to talk mm. about this. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's that, that's the Psy King, mm. um, mm-hmm. who it took me ages and it starts off as this little glowing ball that you follow around and I'm, and you know, there's kind of notes of familiarity in the voice and you just, and it's kind of distorted because this, this spark of life is almost faded out completely and almost not there. Uh, and then as it grows stronger and it grows stronger and it grows stronger and you go, holy shit, that's Jack Black. and it is just about the best thing he's ever done like i Mm. like jack black a lot i think he's (laughs) a cool cat but Mm. this was just a fabulous performance um as not only like this kind of he was one of the original psychonauts uh he was he was a gay man um Uh and uh and it was presented in such a a wonderful, lovely way in his levels of this psychedelic Pink Floyd era rock circus thing. Yeah. Um, it was just, just brilliant. I, 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 I just, I, it, it, that was when I sent Jess a message straight away and said, "Holy shit, the psychic!" <laughs> yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah, hear that? I was like, it and I couldn't talk about it with anybody. They were like, yeah. you, can't, "You can't talk about the I was like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Did that hit you the same, Chris? Yeah, the the Psy King was absolutely my my favourite part of the game by far, and and that's saying something for a game just chock filled with highlights 
yeah. highlight after highlight after highlight. Um, yeah, I the, the photo mode got such a workout because it's <laughs> it's the 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 slight cell shading, all the psychedelic colors and sounds, yeah. and the sheer vibrancy. Like, I'm I'm a sucker for pretty colors, so mm. that that had me hook, line, and sinker. Mm. Uh, but yeah, then you know. Uh, Jack Black's performance and his uh, his song as well, and the the the, the development of the the character, sort of uh, finding himself again. Oh my goodness, that that was that was really special. I I'm a bit lost for words, really, because yeah. it, it was it was such a, a wonderful uh, a wonderful mash of of gameplay and level design and uh, just just everything really. Yeah, the bit where they're like. There's kind of the constellations, and you see like the mm. yeah, yeah stars in the sky, and he's kind of discovering himself, and yeah. And it's also the same time you kind of find out for sure, like you have suspicions up until then, but you find out that uh, Maligula is like mm. was their friend. She was the seventh psychonaut, and yeah, and, you know Ford Crawler's love, uh, and that's the kind of point that it's confirmed for you, and it's done in such a a really special way as he's rediscovering himself and it's at the same time providing that kind of essential exposition to the the whole story. It gives so uh, much context and, like, explains why they are all, like, they're kind of not scared of her so much. It's it's more of, like, a touchy subject. They're like, yeah. oh, we're not we're not scared to, like, fight this evil. They're all very much approaching it with, like, a, ah, We no, want to help you. To, yeah. Yeah. Um, things are about to go bad but not necessarily in a, like, a, kill the evil kind of way um it's it's such a cool nuanced way that the characters respond to Maligula and the mm. whole situation because yeah you're right clearly they're so just filled with care for this person and they they remember the they remember lucy they don't lucy, remember yeah. Maligula. um and and then a uh, helmet so the psy king's story mm. takes another turn in when you take uh, a dive into his partner's mind, mm. who's, yeah. which was another amazing level that deals with grief in a, a that, wonderful yeah. way. Um, that you know, basically, the, essentially, the mind is protecting itself from the grief, and and it's it, and instead of facing that grief, and it's it's shut him away, and you know, forced him to be an alcoholic or mm. or whatever the case may be, and that representation that, that the grief was that seed that could grow. And cripple him. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was just, just once again, just an amazing way to visualize yeah. complex mental concepts. That's that level was the one. Like I loved the Psyching's story yeah. in his level, but the level of his partner was the one that really cemented it for me. That I was like, this is so special. This is not like anything I have ever played because it's it's so clear what the issue is. Mm. And it's it's so clear what he's grappling with, but never does it really say like, oh, he was an alcoholic. It's no. just that his his brain is filled with you know bottles and like rivers of of mm. alcohol, and those are kind of the obstacles that you're you're overcoming without it explicitly stating it. And it was just oh, such such a powerful way to to deal with that and and with grief at the same time and to have this like beautiful love story kind of woven in with it. And, you know, this relationship is so special to him and they're so happy together. And even that is not enough to kind of pull him all the way through. I think it was just yeah. such a complex 
way to approach that because so often it's like, oh, but, you know, so many things in your life are right and you have all this, this good stuff and people kind of blame themselves for the fact that their partner is, you know, struggling with whatever. And it was just, it was very, very cool, the nuanced kind of complex way they approached that of like, yeah, he does have these these beautiful, wonderful things in his life that clearly are so important that he loves so much and wants to do well and do right but is so um, affected by his past and his grief and all this other stuff that's going on um, that it, it's hard for him to kind of be all in that no matter how important it is. And it just I, – I, I didn't expect the, the queer representation that the game gave. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it coming. I didn't, I didn't expect it and it was – beautiful and yeah for me for me i always notice it's funny i always notice queer representation when it's not beaten over your head Mm. uh you know like i feel like in an attempt to be more representative some games go too far or some media goes too far to say hey look we've got representation Mm. whereas in no way did this feel shoehorned in it felt wonderfully natural and Mm inclusive and just it really well put into the game without ever feeling like we're just ticking a diversity box here which which is i think makes it just amazing and it's something i always notice and think you know what well done that's that's how you do it you know yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it was i mean it was yeah it's beautiful and and the the relationship between the two characters when they interact so you know you see moments from their past yeah. And that kind of informs it, but again, spoilers, but we already know we're doing yeah. that. Um, but when they interact again, it's just they're like, you know, I'm in and love with your mind. And yeah. He's, yeah, he's in yeah. the body of a guy voiced by Elijah Wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Who ends yeah. up being the real bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, it's just it's just lovely. It's so well done. Yeah. Mm. Um, and one one thing further to, to what you were saying, Jess, about the the, the depiction of uh, Helmut's um, you know struggles and, and suffering and grief is that the the way it's it's depicted and not not just just for for Helmut but for uh, various other characters who struggle with various other um, issues or, or vices or whatever it may be, it's it's done in in such a or it's presented in such a non-judgmental way as well. It's it's clearly depicting these these people are are struggling with something and it's impacting themselves, it's impacting their relationships and you know impacting uh, impacting others. But it's not it's not. It's it's never suggesting this person is a bad person or they are bad for feeling this way or even even as we've been saying the whole time about the psychonauts relationship with uh, Maligula or uh, Decretia is that um, they they don't see her as a bad person they just saw her as someone who was really sort of a, a victim of circumstance mm. and and how that all unfolded and I think it. It's 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 really lovely to to show that yes these these people are struggling and and they need help but you know it's it's important to to do so with uh, a lens of empathy and and for for care for these people that um you know we we don't necessarily think less of them for you know how some of their struggles have manifested um in in various ways it's it's more you know 
again, you know, how, how can we help them? Or, you know, this, this is just their reality without saying, oh, this person's an alcoholic and yeah, that, yeah. that's, that's a, you know, that's, a, that's a, you know, big, you know, no, no, that sort of thing. It's, I, yeah, I, I really liked how, how sensitively a lot of those subjects were uh, depicted and the fact that, you know, pe- people are not beyond redemption. Uh, people, yeah. you know, uh, people deserve, you know, love and care and health uh, and, and help, um, which is so true in real life. I, I, I really liked how they took uh, Ford Cruller, who was kind of this comedic face in the first game. You know, he you knew him as this amazing psychonaut, but Raz could, Raz was pro- basically the only one that knew he was there at any point, and he had these different personalities unless he brought the bacon out. Um, and it was it was it was kind of just more comedy, I guess, than anything in that first game. But then to find out in this game that the reason he was like that, why he was so fractured, was he'd done it to himself on purpose. Um, and then you realise that the jobs that these representations of Krala were all related to his life with Lucy, um, and that that was just a. And a wonderful touch and, and a way to fill out a character returning. Like we 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 got to see lots of Sasha and we got lot to see lots of um, Agent Nine in the first game, but we didn't really know anything about Ford Cruller. Uh, and in this game, you really you get to know him and, and realize what an amazing, like you can see why he was the amazing Psychonaut and why he was kind of the lead of it all. Um, and and that that concept that you know he's he was he's looking after the bowling alley because he took. Lucy for a date on a bowling or, you know, that's just, just uh, it brings a smile. Like there's no, I guess, ulterior uh, message there, except that it's nice, mm. you know, <laughs> and nice mm-hmm. can be good, <laughs> you know, that's just a nice thing. And that was the, like, when, when you realize Ford has uh, fractured his mind, that was the first real, oh my God moment for me. Uh, in the game, and that's and then it just kind of from there on went went crazy ramp up, and every time I turned around, every level I was just like going, "Holy shit!" They they topped it, and that and then they topped it, and I played the preview before the game came out, and played uh, up to the end of the casino level, and then they gave me the library level um, as well <clears throat> in the preview, and I had no context for the library level, so. Um, I ended up. I don't think I ended up finishing the library level. I played the the first part a lot because it was in order, and then it kind of felt like I, I shouldn't be playing this now. And I'm mm. glad I kind of didn't, you know, um, because mm. without all that context, it's just a platforming level. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Like it's just you know. <laughs> yeah. It's that sort of game, isn't yeah. it? Mm. It, yeah, it's like I want to say everything about it and nothing about it so people can experience it, but I want to tell them why they should and why it's so yeah. good. It's so well, that's hard the point of the spoiler words. cast, right? Um, yeah. People that have either played it are going to listen to us and tell us we're all wrong or... Uh... <laughs> they can try, but they will not convince me. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it fills me with such hope mm. that Microsoft... In there, like we're talking games industry, I guess, a little bit mm. right now. Microsoft have bought uh, Double Fine, mm. and not only did they allow them to make this, they enabled them to make this because Tim's been very clear that had they not had Microsoft support, it would be a much smaller concept, a much smaller mm. game. Um, 
to think a big publisher of any type, shape, or form is happy to yeah. fund this to, to to you know put it out in the world, and and you know they're happy to support uh, Sanua's sacrifice, and and that's another depiction of mental health that would be really interesting to see, because mm. um, the first one was. Yeah. Astounding. Um, yeah. So you know, it, it makes me happy to see that publishers are willing to do this. And I know Microsoft's got more money than God, but mm. they still have to, you know, justify these decisions. And I think Tim Schafer repaid them, and Double Fine repaid them with this game uh, tenfold. And I don't think anyone can ever criticise uh, Double Fine for not being an individual and not being uh, themselves, mm. even though they now are owned by Microsoft. Mm. Yeah. It didn't lose any of the, the personality of the first one. It no. only, I can only see from the first yeah. one. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I liked the first one, but it, it's just, I felt the gameplay was so much more polished. Yeah. The themes were tackled with so much more maturity and, it's not that the, the maturity wasn't there in the first one. It's just that I felt it so strongly the mm. amount of thought that had been put into every bit of this, the second one. And it's, yeah, it's just clearly a labor of love, but I'm so glad that they had that backing to make this labor of love. Mm. Um, yeah, no. I, and and Tim, Tim's very clear on doing sequels. He doesn't do them mm. very often. Mm. Um the Monkey Island series is probably the only really notable exception. Uh, Costume Quest was is made by Double Fine, but Tim doesn't have anything to do with that that series. Um, so he's usually the type of developer that likes to move on to the, the next thing. Um, but for him to come back and do this, especially it was only a cult game. It never mm. set the world on fire in terms of sales. Um, yeah, and, and just to knock it out of the park, like... Just huge. I I expected it to be good. I mm. didn't expect it to change platform games forever. Yeah, it definitely tackles fun. levels in a way that no other game does. I mean, the first one, but yeah, no other series quite is quite as inventive. I think in their level design. All right, we might touch on one last thing before we finish up, and that's Raz's growth. Um, Raz himself. So for most of the most of the game, Raz and for the first game, Raz is your protagonist, and you don't really get to see what's going on behind the curtain with Raz until the almost the second last level in this one, and you get the family circus uh, mm. level, and I, I thought that was, you know, and you think you know Raz, and that kind of level almost twists that just that little bit, you know, and there's a couple of little things that you didn't realise about his family. And, and I thought that was really nice little break before things got very, you know, serious again. And mm. it was kind of this light before the dark moment in the in the game. But how do you like Raz? Do you like Raz and the growth he's, he's taken? Because uh, there's clearly a different person from when he started. Yeah, I I do like Raz as a character. I I warmed to him pretty quickly when mm -hmm. I I started playing the the first game. Uh, is yeah, even though he's you know depicted as quite a, a young character, I I'm not sure how old is he. Is he like preteen or teen? Ten. Yeah, ten. ten. Yeah. yeah, um, very much a you know mature head on young shoulders, but still with some of that uh, that sort of youthful 
perspective and, and that sort of thing. But I, I think one thing I've, I've really liked about Raz's character all the way through is that, that he is such an empathetic character. Yeah. Uh, he he's, he always looks out for others and he's very, very very sensitive in the in the way that he he speaks with people and i think it goes back to the point i was saying earlier about the the non-judgmental and empathetic mm. lens that psychonauts 2 uh, is viewed through and i think a lot of that is because it's it's sort of even though it's like a third person platformer game a lot of it is seen through the eyes of raz and uh, i think that's that's a big reason why i like the the game and the series so much is because he is such a, a positive and empathetic character to to sort of you know absorb the the world through, and I think you know the 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 whole story about his his relationship his fractured relationship with his family, uh, in in particular his uh, his mother, and uh, sort of obviously his his relationship with with his dad was was mended. Uh, mm. towards the end of the first game uh, so now it's dealing with the, the rest of the family and sort of figuring okay you know what's what led to to raz running away or what what are some of the complications here and obviously there's there's uh, there's some conflict for him to to deal with and and work through and it's again it's it's stuff that despite a game being about psychics uh, who are able to jump into other people's minds it's yeah. all very it's all very human it's all very grounded uh yeah. conflict because it's it's a sort of thing that you know people can relate to who you know may you know may have um estranged relationships with uh, with members of their families or, or friendships and that sort of thing so yeah, it's it's really really interesting the way that it uh, it it does that, and again, sort of for him dealing with the reveal of sort of what Ford Cruller did mm. to uh, sort of Lucy or Nonna, uh, however you want to view it at that particular point of the game. He's obviously yeah dealing with a lot of things that have shattered his worldview yeah. or, or sort of his upbringing mm. up to that point. But yeah, he's and he's he's clearly not happy about it, but gee, for a for a ten year old or however old he is in Psychonauts too, he he deals with it very maturely. Yes. I I really like the point right at the start where he realizes he's done the wrong thing mm. in changing that person in changing his teacher's mental connection, and mm. and it wasn't like, and it wasn't in a preachy you know play school sort of way. Mm. Uh, he's going, oh, you know, he you could see he was having, should I do this? Should I do this? And then he did it and went immediately kind of went, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> and I've got to fix this and I've really got to fix it now. Um, and then his conversation with her about it and revealed she'd done the same thing when her research was stolen as a doctor. Um, and that was the, that kind of life lesson sort of. And I thought at the, that point in the game, I thought, oh, that's that's a nice, you know, moral life lesson sort of thing. And I thought that was probably the trajectory trajectory of the game but it yeah it took it so much further from then that was just the you know the cup of tea before dinner sort of thing <laughs> I think, um i think for me so raz particularly at the beginning of the first one raz is exactly the protagonist i usually hate um yeah. he's kind of like obnoxious he like forces his way into the situation in this very like i'm better than all of you i'm naturally talented how good am Ooh. i like this and it just really rubs me the wrong way um, but I think in the second one, yeah, 
particularly considering at the beginning he so quickly has that like kind of wake up call where he is now no longer in the real, the real world. Yeah. yeah, as being like, you know, big fish in a small pond, whatever. He's suddenly among all these people that are far more sort of skilled and familiar with what he's trying to do. So it kind of grounds him a little bit, brings him kind of back a step and and I think from then on he's much more for me, he was much more likable. Um, I think the interesting thing about his relationship with his family is that a lot of the language that they use around his parents' feelings towards him being like to, to being having psychic abilities and you know different members in the family like maybe having that too. It's a lot of the same languages they use when it's like someone is coming out and like your family are kind of you know how are they going to react to finding out about mm. that part of you and how does that change the, the family dynamics? So I guess for me, seeing it through that lens, like it was a very familiar, I mean, like my, I've been very lucky in my situation, but for a lot of people it's, it's that it creates those fractures. And I think because that was the way it was familiar to me, it was really easy for me to relate to, to that, that like, oh, you have to kind of hide part of yourself and then it's you know you don't have to hide it anymore but some members of your family are going to be okay with it and some aren't going to be and even if they are okay with it if they're not necessarily it's like okay that's a part of you but we don't talk about it like it's yeah it was it was a, a lot of the same kind of kind of themes and approaches and, and and language that we would use talking about about that um and I just thought that was that was kind of cool I don't know maybe other people will interpret it differently but I um yeah I oh, absolutely can see that, um, and the and the nonna uh, or Lucy or wh whoever you want to, her being the one that kind of forces him to go and follow, you know what he wanted mm. to do and go to psychic camp and then become the psychic. I thought that was mm. just a, you know, like showing that this Lucy character was a wonderful person, even though she wasn't quite herself then and she didn't really mm. know her own background uh, it was still there and and i thought that was a very very nice touch uh, in the family relationship and there's just one one little thing i want to mention quickly i the rep the representation of the the baddies in the game mm. so mm. there's enemies that pop up that you have to it's a platformer you know you've got to you got to hit something right um but those the new the old ones like the sensors are back with their big stamp and and that was a good representation back then but the new ones I think the panic attack in that you almost have to, because the the way to beat the panic attack is to slow everything down and mm. use the slowdown power and that's how you beat it and mm. and like that's how you beat a panic attack in real life you need to slow everything down you need to take a deep breath and I think the way they use the powers uh to combat the enemies in the game uh it's it's so clever how they've created these powers that are you know there's a real life counterpart to them and there is a as, a as an analog to be drawn between the way you would treat this in real life as you would in the game the the bad mood bad guy for example you know you had to find out what was causing the bad mood and and then treat that you know so i thought that was that was very cool i'm sure jess will mm. have <laughs> yeah yeah no 100 percent. i agree um i think it would be so easy to again go like step wrong with, with yeah. this sort of stuff but they they do such a good job um yeah the the bad mood is the one that really i really liked yeah um that 
yeah, you kind of have to get to the, the root of the problem before you yeah. can actually defeat it because otherwise yeah. it's just going to keep coming back and keep causing issues. Um, yeah. Or like the enablers. I really like the enablers yeah. as well. The um, running around cheering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running around cheering. Um, yeah, and, you know, you have to deal with them before you can kind of deal with deal the problem. With but, yeah. yeah, they're enabling and it's very, very clever. I love their approach to enemies. Yeah, they're, they're all and it doesn't take much thought, <clears throat> even a non-psych nerd like myself, uh, <clears throat> they didn't have to hit me over the head with it to, to get the point. <laughs> That's a sign of good writing, you know, because I don't think anyone's going to miss the point at all after playing the game. Mm. All right, we're, we're getting to the end here. I'll give everyone one last chance. Sing mm -hmm. praises. Talk about something that we've missed. Have I forgotten something I should have brought up? No, I mean, it's just so good. It's just all so good. It's like the gameplay is good. The way the gameplay ties into the themes is good. The themes are then good. Like mm. the characterization is amazing. The writing is amazing. It's just such a combination of all of these things that work so well together that I think is really hard to achieve in the way that they have have done and it's just so impressive to me this game is just so impressive and so special um and again i i am like you i expected to like it but i didn't expect it to be this i didn't expect to love it like i do mm. um but this game is going to stick with me you know forever it very quickly became one of my favorite games and yeah i i can't wait to play it again chris I, I mean, again, Jess has uh, summed it up extremely well. Uh, I, th I think really the, the only thing I'll, I'll add to Jess's thoughts is that it's it's one of those experiences that reminds you of why we love the medium of video games because of all of these separate elements of of gameplay, of script writing, of you know music, dialogue, story visuals everything just 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 the way it all combines to to make something greater than the sum of its parts even though the sum of its parts are incredible uh to start off with mm. it's it's just a, a special game and I, I think probably um one one other thing i will mention is that um it's quite common when i'm playing uh, a single player game or a, a game that's got sort of a story focus to it that uh, my my partner Laura will, will sit with me and, and watch me play and you know we'll help sort of brainstorm solutions to things and that sort of thing and I I think I think she got as much out of the game watching it as I did playing it, it it's it's one of those one of those games where even if you're not someone who typically enjoys uh, third person platformers or platformers or whatever else it's it's a game that you can get a lot out of whether you're playing it or watching it it's it's yeah it's extremely special to, to use the same word over and over again <laughs> i think it is possibly from a small studio like double fine and I, I know they are owned by microsoft now but they are still a small studio it is possibly the greatest achievement in in the triple a space and it is a triple a game there is no like you can't call this an indie uh <laughs> you know <laughs> like this is a, and i think it's it's as far as approaching such difficult themes there isn't a game on the planet 
that has mm. come close. I don't think there's I, I would struggle to think of a book that has done it this well. Or or there's definitely no, I don't think any movies that have uh, have have tackled anything like mm. this. And I think it's the type of story and the type of approach that only games can take. Yeah. And it takes some but at the same time it still takes someone incredibly brave and incredibly talented. Uh, or a group of people that, that that share that vision to do it, and and double fine of just I don't know I you can't say enough for this game. You can't say how much of achievement an achievement this game is uh, on so so many levels. And and we haven't even talked about the the fact technically it runs like butter. It's mm. a stunning looking game. The art mm. style is fantastic. You know, we're just talking about the stuff that made us go wow, but. Everything else is amazing too. Like mm. the technical stuff, it runs at 30 frames, 60 frames perfectly. There's no frame rate drops on mm. whatever system you're playing. And, and you can't say that about many games anyway. Uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, it, just from any which way you look at this, it is a, a stunning achievement. Mm. And just quickly further to your point, Chris, about people watching it and enjoying it. Tim was very clear, and and the Double Fine team are very clear. Is that's why they included the no the God mode. Basically, you can switch on the God mm. mode and play the game because in experiencing that is more important than the challenge that comes with experiencing that. So, uh, I, I think that's in this game particularly. And I don't have any horse in the race for the difficulty argument debate, but for this game, that is the absolute perfect decision the absolute right way to do things for this game i think i think it was such a, a very smart move to get as many people to see this as possible mm, yeah i'm a big uh, big fan of accessibility in games and the more options you can provide people to to enjoy games the way they want to or are able to um the the better uh, the better you know everyone is um that's 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 as simple as it is for yeah. me Yep, no, I agree, 100%. This time I don't have anything to add to Chris's words. So. <laughs> That's all right. We've, we've flipped. We'll flipped start talking script. about Dark Souls soon. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm leaving. <laughs> all right, then. Thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, as we gushed about um, Psychonauts 2. <laughs> um, Maybe someone will post this to Tim and he'll he'll send us a nice thank you letter or something. That's a, that's a bit. <laughs> But it was wonderful to talk about it. And like I said at the start, this was a game I felt I had to talk about. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to spoil it for anyone that may experience it. So that's why we're doing a spoiler cast. So yeah. thank you for joining me, Chris. Thanks for coming on. Uh, where can we find you at the moment? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm on various corners of the internet these days. But, yeah, Twitter's probably the best place to find me, uh, at bibiboy, uh, B-I-B-B. Y B H O Y and doing a bit of stuff for for Games Hub uh, at the moment. So yeah, and uh, always always hanging around the the Player Two gang and following closely what the team's doing. Uh, it's always uh, it's always good reading and good watching uh, whenever something goes live over there. Thanks, and Jess, what have you got uh, coming? What have um, you got up? What What do you uh, want to do? Yeah, spook? it's it's. I mean. Um... It was a good few weeks of gaming for me when Psychonauts came out. So, you know, you can find me on Twitter where I talked a lot about Psychonauts um, or on Player 2 where I also talked a lot about Psychonauts. Um, 
And then I think two weeks later, Life is Strange with Colors came out. I spoke a lot about that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can find me on Twitter um, on Player Two. Uh, I think soon I will have uh, some yeah some cool stuff coming up in the pipeline. Gonna write about Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl. Um, a little bit of a different feel to this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, got a got a spooky game in the pipeline too, which is always fun. Um, so yeah. Twitter is probably the best the best place to keep up to date with everything I'm doing. Cool. And you can find me at QSO81 or at uh, Player2AU. Uh, I've got a piece up about, uh, I guess, lethargy and uh, getting sick of the screen thanks to lockdown, which is my latest opinion piece. But as always, there'll be lots of reviews and gibberish that I publish. Being the editor, no one can tell me no. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Probably should at times, but they don't. No. <laughs> Thanks, guys, and thank you for joining us. And we hope this probably won't be the last of, of this sort of thing. It's fun to do. so, And that's why we do it. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.